Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels appears to have been set up. I'm Ollie Davis. This is El Fakador Laurie Blake. Welcome to the Wrestle Ramble review edition of Super Super Showdown. Where let's get it out the way. Yes, we are in our new studio. Hominy, hominy. And uh, yes. Wow, it's so so fancy. Yeah, you can't see it. You can't (laughs) see the fancy bits. Uh, Yeah. So we'll add stuff. Yeah, this is literally be... the first day. The paint dried on the floor three hours ago. It's we're we're pretty high on fumes. Mm. Yeah, but they also painted the floor in the other room when we were watching Super Showdown, so you couldn't escape the fumes. And I wonder if some of the things that we're going to talk about, I've imagined now. Yeah. So there was this, uh, the, of course, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and that blue rabbit setup, like <laughs> yeah. the, the, the big Whoa, giant blue the rabbit, the dragon guy, the dragon Do you remember guy. Remember him? Yeah, I didn't and see came, the dragon guy. And he guy. came out, and he was eating rice, and it was really weird. I want to know where Rene Young got the head of Byron Saxton. Mm. I, I, when did that happen? Yeah. yeah. And, the Minotaur guy, he was Minotaur crazy. Guy was, it's just WCW gimmicks yeah. coming back, isn't it? Uh, but the actual stuff that happened was a mythical dead man and his demon brother taking on a guy who retired 10 years ago. Yeah, and Paul not, from the back office. Paul from back office. Not actually that more insane than our paint-fueled hallucinations. Not really, no. So this was... Yeah, we both said this was a surprisingly good match. I felt the the overall story of this, apart from Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy, was every match could have lost five minutes and it would have been better for it. Every match could have lost five minutes. Everything that involved tagging could have involved way less hot tag. Like, so much less hot. Apart from New Day and the bar, obviously, which was an amazing match. That was but, trim, yeah. And I was really, yeah, that was really tight. But like all the other tag matches milked every hot tag for all that it was worth, wasn't it? It was just... And then it was not a hot tag because everyone mm. had been like, oh my God, I don't even care anymore. Tag John Cena in. Who who cares? Well, well the crowd got tired. I mean, it's a four-hour show. Yeah. We were tired. And yeah, I think uh, you you want to vary up the kinds of matches mm. more. And that's why Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy felt so alive and the main event, I'd argue. But everything else was essentially the same structure mm. of working over the, the baby face or... In AJ Styles Samoa Joe's case, working over the heel, mm. but that was good. But anyway, it was back actually to, his knee. Yeah, they were back to Taker and uh, Triple H was the match. So they they have this epic brawl. Not mm. many. It was weird seeing Taker take a lot of back bumps. There was one moment where he was dropped, like it was a spine buster from Triple H, I, I would think. And I was just like, oh my god, mm. he's really wrestling again. Yeah. I thought these days were over, but a hip replacement later. And he's, he's good as new. Yeah, get him in there. Like I said, it doesn't. It, it didn't seem like for a, for a bit. It didn't look like he would make it to the ring because mm. it was such a long ramp as well. And it took oh. his his entrance is famously slow anyway. But like him, four minutes. Him him it. ambling down. Get him a segue. Let's get him down there quickly. Like or drop him off. Someone segways. Yes. Yeah. This is this is it. This is what they need. Well, we, I said the other thing they could do. Both quite famously have come out on motorbikes for events that are big enough. As, get as a, Triple H. Get, yeah, exactly. So, oh, you mean yeah, oh, no, so, yeah, Triple, Triple H? Yeah. No, Triple H and Undertaker both come out on motorbikes. Get them both out on motorbikes. Scrap the match. Let's just do a race. Yes. 
play chicken. I'd watch that. And Kane and Shawn Michaels would be riding on the back, just like hugging them. Yeah, or yeah. side or a little sidecar. A sidecar's brilliant mm. for Kane. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so good. But yeah, actually, the, the the considering that most of the time when kind of the older guys come back or Triple H makes a return, like Triple H and John Cena are. Uh, what was that last one called? So Triple H, John Cena was a... Great Balls of Jeddah. Oh, great, oh, great Balls of Jeddah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, the Greatest and Royal the Rumble. And the WrestleMania match with Cena and Undertaker. Mm. That was just, you know, Taker didn't really take a bump there. And Taker mm. didn't really take a bump against Rusev either. This was... But this was a proper 20, 25-minute match. And it felt like an Attitude Era match as well. Yeah, it had that very sort of similar structure where it, it kind of devolves very quickly into a brawl there's not a lot of wrestling moves but everyone does their sort of their main ones and then it's mostly beating each other up around the ring in the crowd and then you get out the, the weapons and it's just who can hit each other the hardest which what? is my favorite bit of watching well in this match it was specifically because triple h had terribly bad sunburn <laughs> just wailing on him yeah the the sounds that taker got off those chair yeah. shots was probably the loudest of the night and mm. uh, and that's louder than joe's chops on aj yeah. which were and buddy murphy's high knees yeah it was like he was slapping a ham mm, slapping a big S- triple slapping H- a big old ham, ham. pull from, uh, from from back office <laughs> from pull from the back Hammy office pull. getting hammed up uh but so this was a no dq match and the way they announced this was Brilliant, I thought, mm. where it's Triple H and Taker are squaring off in the ring. The crowd, it feels big time. And Jojo goes, and this is also now a no DQ match. And it has this shot of The Undertaker, who doesn't do his, you know, when you think of The Undertaker rolling his eyes, mm. you think of a more demonic possession kind of appearance. But this was, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to Triple H, who's doing this really subtle smirk. Like, mm. yeah, it's... Yeah, it's no DQ. I'm going to hit you in the face with a sledgehammer. I really enjoyed cocky Triple H. Oh, the first, yeah. like The first five minutes of this match where he was just playing up dodges and like he was really like gurning for it. And it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed that kind of like seeing him be that character again. It had a big fight boxing feel yeah. to it. And I, I love it when wrestling embraces that side of things. When Triple H put his hands behind his back mm. and was like, come on, hit me. Hit me in the face, oh. Taker. But yes, this was all really good stuff. It started with that one-upmanship of Taker and Triple H, you know, trading old-school attempts, and Mm. then uh, the brawl around, and then you get HBK and Kane getting involved. Kane gets put through a table, Shawn Michaels occasionally distracts Taker, Mm. and the finish uh, is, after Shawn Michaels have been properly laid out by Taker, Shawn Michaels super kicks Taker to the back of the head, Triple H hits Taker with a sledgehammer, a switch in music to the front of the face, and then a pedigree for the win. So Taker did not lose anything there. No, I thought there was some great near falls as well. Yeah, well they both kicked when they, when they both kicked out of finishes as well. Yeah, like yeah, it was it was just a really well worked match that actually was really fun to watch. When like you'd be like, oh, the Undertaker's coming back from retirement. This is going to be a horror story because I mean the man can barely walk. Mm. And it, there was a point where he teased doing the, the dive as well. Over I, the top rope. I literally shot back in my chair like, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to be watching a literal dead man and then they'd have to weekend at Bernie's him through the rest of the match. But yeah, fortunately, he didn't do the dive. So. Or Liv Morgan her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah my God, yeah. Uh, yeah, because he could barely do those dives a decade ago <laughs> when he headbutted the floor and left a dent in it. Let's mm. not forget that bit. Uh, but yeah, it's like when they bill it as a last time ever, this was built as a big deal. Mm. I felt like it delivered. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, it was like because we, we were joking before it started that it was going to go on for ages because the, the Daniel Bryan and the Miz match had run fairly short. So we were like, but we know this is ending in basically an hour's time. By the time <laughs> Daniel Bryan and the Miz started at uh, what was the time here? One. One. Yeah. And was done by five past one. And I was like, but there's 55 minutes of this show left. Fortunately, the entrances, because of the ramp being so long, took 20 minutes. But then, yeah, they dragged it out. This match went on for, like, must have been close to 30 minutes or over. But it's it's the last time ever in a singles capacity, but the, the, the post-match angle mm. where they all celebrated, which was a bit weird because I thought, sure, Michaels has been a thorn in your side throughout this match mm. taker and now you're all holding hands and fireworks yeah. are going off and I was worried they were going to go off air there but 
Then, yeah, so then they, they do uh, all raising hands and they turn around to all the corners of the ring. But on the last one, as they drop hands, Taker doesn't let go of Triple H and then just drags him in for a tombstone. Kane takes out Michaels at this point, drops the tombstone, they grow out the ring and then they put Michaels through a table just to make the point, like, you shouldn't have interfered here. And then obviously, like, we'll have the setup for Crown Jewel. I'm assuming that's when they're doing this... Uh, tag match so yeah so that's been the the reported plan by Meltzer and the like for at least three weeks now so mm. I think we'll get that crown jewel match the tag match and then it's a singles match between Michaels and Undertaker is the next yes. rumour for Survivor Series what they're saying they, they said it will definitely be before Wrestlemania mm. was the current discussions and that's either Royal Rumble or Survivor Series I quite like it at Survivor Series as this nice over a month and a half long story mm. uh but yeah, yeah, it looks like that's been finish set it, up. Finish it before Taker's knees give out. Yeah, so. we, let's just do this as quickly <laughs> yeah, quickly, as possible. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I like I was sniffy about Undertaker's return. I still don't. I don't think they're going to be able to. I want to see Shawn Michaels back in a wrestling match, mm. but I don't need to see any of these guys back. No. Uh, but you know, let's indulge the 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 young fans. Well, the, yeah, and I guess the problem is as well because like the last time Michaels came back. What a run he had! Like you know, that was some of it. Some of his best work was in the last time he returned from a pseudo retirement, you know, to the ring. So like, it's I just don't imagine that this could ever live up to that, unless yeah, because I mean, the, when Shawn Michaels did take a bump here and there, mm. he's selling. He's so good, otherworldly. Uh, there was a glimpse of it from Monday Night Raw when he, you know, he just leans up after taking that choke mm. slam and really arches his back to be like, ah, I'm in pain. He was selling the length of the ramp. Yeah, <laughs> on the way was, to yeah. the ring, he was just go, kept stopping and be like, <sighs> <laughs> so, so maybe like he can alter his. Maybe he comes back for three matches and he's like, you know what, I like this. I think I've got a year in me, and that year turns into two. That two years oh. turns into four, and we get an even better Shawn Michaels because he's shifted his technique again into this purely psychological style of wrestling. <laughs> he just always sells. Yeah, I yeah. just think let's just do these matches and then let's leave him retire. Or that as well, please. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The show kicked off, uh, in your words, as close to the pre-show as it possibly could be. It wasn't the pre-show for the (laughs) new day for once, finally, but it is... Physically as close to the pre-show as you could be. They will never... I don't feel that they ever escape the... You are the warm-up. Yeah. I mean, they are an amazing warm-up. And they get a huge pop and they get a a massive response. Which is why they're being used like this. But it must be frustrating to always be the warm-up. They're a really good opening act. Yeah, they are. Uh, But they're they're a really good act in any place in the card. But yeah, I feel like... They're, they're a victim of their own success, success and charisma. Well, the problem is, yes, because Biggie has always done the announcement, and they're just like, oh, it just saves JoJo a job, doesn't it? <laughs> like, just, yeah, but fly JoJo in a bit later. Yeah, yeah she's she going to miss it. Yeah. Uh, so this was New Day versus The Bar for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's Xavier and Kofi in the lineup. The speed format. And yeah, this was just, I mean, this was a really good opener. I couldn't, you couldn't really ask for much more mm. from it. It had the titles on the line. There were some great spots from Cesaro and Sheamus, particularly this Sheamus launching of, I believe it was Kofi, into the Cesaro uppercut, mm. which looked awesome. And Xavier and, and Kofi were really good as well. Kofi did this kind of springboard tummy off the top rope splash right on right off the get-go. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, there was a great bit when the whole crowd were chanting along with Seamus's chops over the chest, and he stops at four, and everyone went, what, boo! <laughs> that was really good. That's, Arch that's heels. a heel yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this was really when I noticed there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Because that crowd extended forever. In they'd, the coloured, they'd sort of done it with like tiered colours basically mm. so it was like the, the front guys well lit and then there was a section of like guys in shadow and then there was a section of people in sort of purpley blue light and then there was another section of lit people and then shadow and it's like oh, I can see all the gradations of the people going back <laughs> it's and, like a rainbow yeah this is like yeah, it's like really deep focus mm. uh, but the oh sorry it was it was Woods into the Cesaro uppercut because Cesaro uh, yeah. then got him into the Cesaro swing and Corey Graves had that great call of it doesn't go the other way down under. I've checked. Yeah, that yeah, was great. I've checked, yeah. Whereas Renee Young was banging on about flat whites for most of this match. Yeah, she'd read a one-page primer on stuff that happens in Australia. Mm. Vegemite, she also referenced. Mm. She said that she hoped the pancakes were made with Vegemite. Is that how Vegemite works? I don't know. It's like a spread, isn't it? I've, I think, you. yeah. I guess you like s- a Marmite. spread it on the top. Served with sp- Vegemite. I don't know. I don't think it's gross so who knows Uh, but then there was a a few near falls Cesaro's feet were knocked off the ropes by Kofi and an excellent finish Seamus is taken out by outside and Xavier does a backstabber on Cesaro leaves him there in a kind of rack position and Kofi does a double stomp on Cesaro who is on Xavier's knees yeah which would really hurt Xavier it's a really good move but yeah it was a great finish but that was, I mean, a great opener. It'll be called some video game reference at some point. Yeah, that I don't get. Yeah. Up, up, down, yeah. harder. Uh, up, up, down, down, A and start together. Cool. Well, up, down, left, right, A and start together. Next up, we got Charlotte versus Becky. And this was where the match started to turn into... Sorry, the night started to turn into every match will be someone getting worked over for an extended period of time. This match went on too long for me. They really framed Becky Lynch as the heel mm. in the video package, in on commentary, and the whole crowd are cheering her. Yeah, it's just it's such a disconnect. Well, they had to turn the mics down on her entrance as well. Is that what like, you, so you think so that's, I, that's what why? I, well, because Charlotte came out and you could hear the crowd and they popped pretty big for Charlotte, and then Becky came out and it literally felt like they just faded the sound down because mm. it like. You would think they were either going to be cheering or booing. They're not going to be dead silent, are they? Yeah, so when you can't when you can't hear anything, you just have to assume like they must have turned the mics down here to continue to sell this story because it just felt like it, all you could hear was her music playing. 
Yeah, especially Becky has been getting the loudest reactions in most places. Mm. So, uh, but this match I thought was yeah it dragged. It was really. a bit. It was a bit dry. Uh, and it ends with Becky trying to leave with the title. Charlotte throws her in, mm-hmm. uh, gets the figure four in, tries to bridge up for the figure eight, but Becky uses the title to to knock her off. It's a DQ loss. So Charlotte wins, but there's no titles that mm-hmm. change hands. The crowd cheered Becky using the title to get disqualified. Yep. And then Charlotte attacked Becky afterwards. That got booed. And then back, Becky turned it round again. Turned it round and she got cheered. So. <laughs> just let Becky maul Charlotte. Let's put let's just yeah. put a line under this. Let's have Becky maul Charlotte evolution. Draw a line under this and let's have the next person come along. Yeah. Like a like a yeah. It's and then as Becky was walking off, just to hammer home the point more, Renee Young said on commentary, this is, uh, you know, when she gets back there, she's not going to be celebrating with any friends because she's turned her back on all of her that women's locker room. Becky no, mate. She's got the title. <laughs> Why do you keep on having to make women's division yeah. storylines about yeah. friendships? Like Because that's the most important thing for combat athletes. <laughs> yeah. Friends. Yeah. I'm sure she's got friends... At home, like yeah, why yeah, can't she other, hang out with she's them? She's got other mates. Yeah, yeah. She just doesn't. She's not friends with the people she has to fight. I'm not friends with anyone I work with. Exactly. So Laurie hates us. He's, he tell you tell us a lot. You don't need to keep texting it to me when we're every Sunday. Uh, then we got. Just like to keep you informed. The best moment of this this night. I, like oh, Kevin Owens. I thought it could have been the pies thing. It wasn't the pies. Oh, the pies, thing. Was, yeah, the pies was also the pies ruined. Was the, later. Uh, that definitely felt Owens. like paint fumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I hope that did happen. Because <laughs> I've talked if about not, it in another video we're now. We're going to pitch well. it. Yeah. Uh, so Elias and Kevin Owens do the Elias shtick. Kevin Owens is actually very good in this role, I think, mm. alongside Elias. It's just, it's, it's such a waste of him. But he's yeah. so good, he makes it work. I love his. We're just a couple of great guys. The like, great guys yeah. thing is, yeah. It's well, it's just like it's like just just it's using the um the sort of I'm a nice guy trope from the internet mm. very very well. We're great guys. We're just we're just a couple of great <laughs> guys. And then Bobby Lashley comes out, and then Cena's music hits. So we haven't seen him <laughs> since uh, Greatest Royal Rumble mm-hmm. when he faced Triple H. He's been making movies since then in China. And he left without much hair. China, yeah. It was short. It was going at the back. And he has returned with with hair. Not his. <laughs> it's, it's not his. It's uh it's it's quite un it's a it's a look. It's a yeah. uh, Andy Datsun, one of the website writers, said it was a JBL look. Yeah. And then I couldn't unsee it. He looks like his mum styled him for his first day at school. Mm. Is how I feel. It's just, it doesn't even suit. Like, it's wrong for his gimmick. Like, you you look at it and you're just like, you need a different hairstyle. Like, or stop wearing the like the gangstery. Yeah, I know they've obviously yeah. turned into more of like a cartoon gangster clothes, but they were meant to be like street in the in the first instance when he was wearing them. Mm. And now, yeah, he's he's that takes it off and he's got like. Um, Someone who works in a factory kind of like haircut in in management, yeah, in yeah. like the middle manager. He's got the middle manager mum haircut. I'm a we're you know we're not ones to criticise people's hair. I'm going. Luke's going. You've gone. I'm gone. You've gone. <laughs> You've gone for it. You've switched it round to the bottom of the face. And uh, but th- that's that's it's it's impossible. I think he's been cloned. I don't think this is. <laughs> I don't think this is actually John Cena. Mm. I think he's realised I've got too much on my plate. And he's found out this is what Rock the Dwayne Johnson has also done. He's created an army of clones. How else is Rock eating that many? I think you've got a cheat day Rock who can post about all the food he eats. Mm. And then you've got another Rock that makes, well, you've got a few Rocks that make movies, some that make TV shows. Mm. But yeah, now Cena's Well, no, I just, it. it's not clones for the Rock, though. They're just all CG. Like in all the film, ah. the Rock hasn't been in a film since The Scorpion King. He's just been CG <laughs> because they film. perfected. Because they perfect, they <laughs> nailed it. So all they did after the Scorpion King was they just cut the scorpion bit off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's found why. The perfect and that's why body. in films you never see the Rock's legs because they haven't. Ad- they haven't time. animated the Rock's legs. Everyone knows legs are the hardest thing to they animate are. in Leg, CGI. Legs and hands. That's yeah. why he's never picking anything up either. It's hair. 
and uh, human hair, water, and and the rock's legs. Because <laughs> yeah. there's so many individual muscles yeah, to that's that animate. It, yeah. uh, but yes, yeah, Cena's hair. Uh, if it is Cena, it's... <laughs> it, it's I can't really... It's but, distractingly bad is what it is. It's just... I don't know if it's bad, it's different. It's just change. It's like... No, short. it's bad. Is it bad? It's bad because I've it's... I've got to sleep on it for a bit. Well, no, because his hair... Because not only is it so much thicker and more lustrous than it was when he left, it's also a different colour. Uh, it's it, a deep brown, It's a it? deep brown, as if it's been done. I, don't, I, I was confused. They match his eyebrows. I was very confused initially whether it was like he'd, he'd come off the set of whatever he was doing, still wearing the hairpiece they would give him to be in a role. <laughs> And now he's just wrestled in it as well. He forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so but he I, worked it as well, but he was playing up to the hair thing. He must know. He's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. He knows what the internet's like. He's lived through like some of the most venomous mm. years of WWE fan backlash. He must know if he turns up with that hairstyle, that's all that anyone's going to be talking about. We nearly called this video... John, John Cena's hair. John Cena's hair. And then we thought we pro- should probably go with the bigger story. Yeah, as opposed to the we we'll go with the actual one. go with the actual wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yet yeah, it's hard to talk about this match because the match was built around that Cena hot tag. Lashley was worked over forever. Mm. It was to, you know to a, a then now forever. I've written hilariously <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> uh, but they're building up this tag and they finally get it. Cena gets in and he hits shoulder tackle one, shoulder tackle two. Uh, then the the flippy over a little slammy thing whatever that is called yeah. three the naff thing five knuckle shuffle four boom fifth move of doom he hits the attitude adjustment and then he debuts it on WWE TV because he has done this at a live event in China and it's that I wrote it down phonetically the Shanti H one toe Shanti H one toe. Well, I don't know what that means. It is a punch. Yeah, so he does this hand cross pose, and then he punches the person. You've got to break that Chinese market, haven't you? There's, there's a lot of people there. Is it something he's doing in this film that he's been filming in China? Oh, my God. I reckon that's it. Yeah. It's a Jackie Chan movie he's filming. So he's doing a punch from the film. I mean, that's really smart. I think that's, I think that's clever. Is it? You'd be better off reaching into your pocket and producing Jackie Chan and <laughs> letting him do it. <laughs> yeah, if you just throw a smoke bomb and then yeah. Jackie Chan is in the ring. That'd be awesome. Jackie Chan unties the ropes, starts to whip them around his head, uses his leg, kicks him with you, then yeah. hits you off the turnbuckle. Well, the great thing about Jackie Chan is he, he he's not like Bruce Lee. He gets hit as much as he dishes out. Mm. So some great comedy. Jackie Chan could have been a great comedy wrestler. Mm. Ah. What, anyway, a, yeah. what a wasted talent Jackie Chan yeah, is. Yeah, really, really missed his calling, yeah. his true calling. But he chose to make those, you know, very, very good films. Rush Hour. And, but yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Shanghai Nights. They're fun to watch at Christmas when <laughs> yeah. there's nothing. When sure. you just do your two They're very, they're very, drunk. very Christmassy. Uh, so that's all Cena did wrestling-wise. He got the pin off of six moves, didn't take a bump, and then he cuts a promo... Like you said, not referencing anyone else in this match, but kind of, he said, thank you for allowing me to come to your country tonight and compete. It was just this stupidly weird, humble thing. Mm. Uh, I'm surprised you have a stadium here. It's amazing. Which worked for the Greatest Royal Rumble because it was kind of like that, you know, an honour-based society, I Mm. imagine. But this this is Australia. Australia's like, yeah, we've been here that, we've been here ages. Yeah. They're, they're full of bants. Yeah. I don't think you want to be this sincere. You don't with them. know. They don't care. Like, um, But he said he doesn't know what the future holds. His life's changing right now. I can see by the hair. So it was it was kind of like teasing retirement without saying retirement. Yeah, it definitely did seem like he was sort of yeah halfway. But he's hinting. been doing this for about a year now. He did this a year ago with Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns beat him up No Mercy. Mm. He sort of cut that retirement thing. Anyway, next up we had some Australian tourist board adverts and then what everyone is talking about. The pies! The meat pie adverts. <laughs> what was it? What? I don't understand. I, 
Should, should we run through what this there was, was in there case this might not have been on people's feet? There wasn't even a slogan. So, yeah, so what happens is uh, it opens with Naomi walking down a hotel corridor. She goes into her hotel room and there's a trail of rose petals mm. on the floor. That's All romantic. dead romantic, if you're a cliche. And then <laughs> <laughs> it leads past uh, two freshly poured glasses of champagne. Which, you know, yeah. Also a bad idea because she didn't know what time she was turning up. So mm. they might have got warm by the time she gets there. Terrible. Leave it in the ice bucket. Then the the rose petal goes all the way to the bed. On the bed, a love heart of rose petal. Yeah. Oh. She was f- feeling hot under the collar yeah, after that, was she? she's getting excited. And then she goes into the bathroom. And in a bath, in his pants, is Jimmy Uso. <laughs> And he's eating a pie. And he says, oh, hey, babe. <laughs> Didn't hear you come in. And he had the biggest grin on his face. Yeah. Like he almost, like, he had if a, we take this. He had a pie-eating grin on his face, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. he? So uh, let's just take, this, this is, of course, a funny joke. Someone thinks it's going to be a romantic evening. But they find out. Someone that that other half loves pie so ju- much, they've treated the pie to a romantic I'm just, evening. I'm just going to say... When you have to say this is a funny joke and then explain exactly what's happened, it's not a funny joke. It's a it's an objectively hilarious it thing. It is a subjectively funny joke. But it just came off as weird and yeah. it made me just... It started asking too many questions. Yeah. Like, I feel like Jimmy wanted to be caught with the pie. Like, this all oh, fits yeah. into the... And is it an American Pie scene that's happened? No, because that would be all the, the... The bath would be full of the petals. Oh, right, yeah. And there'd just be a, a plastic bag floating <laughs> around the, the room. Now, I think... I think So, to me, this says that Jimmy Uso's ultimate fantasy is having his wife walk in on him masturbated on a pie. Mm. And they all just, you know, they just go for it. Wasn't even sorry about it. And the perfect build... It's called, uh, it's called short crusting. <laughs> The filling, the filling. <laughs> yeah, was to Naomi's tag match. Yeah, but it cut to the it didn't cut to the pie people from Pie Time. Yes, in the crowd, they'd won a competition. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> Australia's great. I don't. I just don't know. Like there wasn't even a slogan for the pie. Like I don't. It wasn't like they they paid this off with like. You know, some slogans like it's like said, so, hit the, by this pie. Yeah, but did it say like it's better than your wife, who's Naomi from WWE? Yeah. No, they didn't say no. that. No, no, that would be very specific. Best in the best enjoyed in the bath <laughs> with, uh, you know, just a very romantic yeah. setting, like yeah. bangable pies. Like what? <laughs> just any slogan. Like no, just write it's pie time. As just if like I understand. Well. Yeah, it wasn't time. Handheld pie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah and the pie guys you know people who won a competition to sit at ringside dressed all in bright yellow mm. uh, and th- they were they were, dressed in, by they were dressed in Naomi's gear yeah I feel like Australia does Britishness better than like that kind of Britishness mm. pies and loutishness better than we do sometimes mm. and sports so you need this to go up north there's pies up there tied in terribly to Asuka and Naomi versus the Iconics, which was, you know, it was rubbish. I thought the Iconics come out, they cut a promo, being baby faces, saying it's great to be back here, it's great to be home, it and was so it was, stilted. It was it was a rubbish promo, uh, and they're really good, and they're usually a really good promo, mm. and I imagine their feeling is genuine that they're very happy. Yeah. So why did it feel so wooden? Because they were doing the wrong... Because their normal thing is that they do the sort of mean girls mickey-taking of whoever they're up against. And instead they just had to be actually genuine about about where they were, but in a way that was scripted by WWE. So it was all overly dramatic pauses. Yes. And lame... I don't know. It was such a weird... It was a weird setup, and it And it's stupid as well because people popped for them at the end. Mm-hmm. People, yeah. pop, people popped for them when they came out. Then the promo sort of killed the atmosphere. The match itself was naff and killed the atmosphere. And then people popped when they won. And the Iconics worked heel. Mm. So you had the, yeah, that baby face opening, the baby face close, but those baby faces 
were working heel for the the, the majority of the mm. match, and then they did a bit in the middle randomly where they both went iconic, iconic! and then they did a superhero yeah, pose. and then Asuka and Naomi did a little dance together, mm. which was also lame, but it was a nice and, moment. And, and Naomi was dressed as a tennis ball. Yes, it was. You called it right. It was painful to look at. Those yeah, colors. it was really hard. It's like a yeah. like a really um. It's like got a it, well, it's got a glow about it, but it's got the sort of glow that makes it like strange. It's, it's like much. looking directly into these lights. Yeah, but the, it's got like the afterburn. The iconics hugged each other at the end, and that felt genuine. And mm. I was very happy for them when they did that. But yeah, rubbish match. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles <laughs> beat Samoa Joe next in a in a, in in a corking match. Yeah, Again, I really liked it. Five minutes too much, I thought. But overall, I liked the story. Uh, I liked the hardcore spots when they started mm. and I thought that so you've got you've got like a normal match for the first half and then it changes when the the chairs and the tables get introduced mm-hmm. and then Samoa Joe very quickly gets kayfabe injured he says he's felt a pop I didn't know if it was in his knee or his hip and AJ snaps and starts working that over and I thought okay this is going to be the finish but actually it went on about another five minutes mm. after that and that was that was really good because I thought Joe might actually win. They went too far into it. Uh, it's at the five minutes from the start I would have cut. I, I was like, well, this is a no DQ match. Joe's working over AJ. He should be getting a chair right now. Yeah, so the, the brawl outside initially was really good. And then there, mm. was the, there was the great bit where they got back in the ring. AJ was laying in some kicks and Joe fired up oh. as that happened and just decked him with a hell of a chop. Um and then that sort of turned into a bit of back and forth there. And then they just turned into a fairly regular match for about five minutes. And yeah. they could have just gone straight to the outside and started chucking around chairs and tables. I, I have it was one... a bit where the chair didn't play ball as well. And they tried yeah. to do a urinary oh, onto the chair good. and he just sort of somehow rolled off it. It was. I think the, the chair just shot sideways rather than smushed. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that was Styles ran into the corner for a forearm. But Joe caught him into the Urinagi spot, and yeah, right on a setup chair. Uh, it was yeah, it was it was it was a really good match. I I felt like uh, so Joe went to get the table. The crowd had already been chanting for tables. Let AJ do that. That's the yeah. babyface spot. Yeah, and you're more than justified as a babyface to get a weapon when he's been invading <coughs> your home and threatening your wife. Yeah, he's had your tables. Yeah, but the the spot comes when. They're going to go through the table. AJ reverses it into an electric chair spot, but rather than go back first, go side. Yeah, he, he drops Joe in through the side, and that, yeah, it was that was it was really good. AJ mm. tries for the calf crusher, but Joe keeps on reversing it into the Kakina clutch. The springboard four fifty from AJ right onto, onto the Joe's knee. knee. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit where he t- uh, he suplexes out of the Kakina clutch. It's like almost that like a ta- it's almost like a Tazplex at that point. He just flips him onto his head. That was, that was incredible. a really good near fall. Yeah. And Joe teased the teased the muscle buster, but his knee buckled because mm-hmm. it had been worked over. Then AJ rolls him into the Kikina clutch. Oh, sorry, Joe rolls him into the Kikina clutch. AJ rolls out into a pin, kick out into the calf crusher. Joe tapped. So really good match, but. Where do you go from here? I think it feels like the end of the feud. I think this is this kind of feels like the. I, I don't think it sustains itself beyond this in the sense that like I think Joe going to AJ's house mm. is the the final kind of cap on how the limit of how far you can go without him breaking the law and being arrested and going too far into some of the worst attitude era style storylines. So this is I think this felt like the. You know, this was the letting off steam for AJ. It's a shame that it kind of happened maybe on a show that many people might not watch as yeah. well because it's, you know, kind of not really... It's almost like it exists outside of the canon of regular wrestling stuff. But, mm. um, yeah, it felt, like, it felt like a good finish, though, to this. And I, I wouldn't actually want to see it continue because I think having Joe tap out and be injured kind of diminishes his monstrous power in this scenario. Like He's always felt yeah. so vicious, and I think giving up is such a, a concession of defeat. Like, so it's to concede too much that he'll never come back from that. They did a lot to protect him in that he had that injury and he was selling yeah. so much and he yeah, lasted yeah. so long afterwards. But no, I yeah. do agree. You tap and that does... That really should be the end of a yeah. feud. I ju- yeah, I just don't think... It, yeah, I, and I mean, like, it's not. I don't think it's damaging him as a, as a competitor in other matches with other people. No, no. I just think it, it draws a line under the AJ thing. Yeah. Because AJ's also been in three times now. Yeah, and AJ's got a match with... 
Debray coming up. So, so yeah, the the yeah. So Daniel Bryan wins very quickly in that match later on, which makes him the new number one contender for Crown Jewel. So yeah, you go into that feud. I wouldn't be like an AJ Joe Daniel Bryan three way feud for Survivor mm. Series. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I think that freshens it up enough. But yeah, for now, AJ and Joe should really be over. The Bellas and Ronda Rousey versus the Riot Squad. I think it's funny that she's like billed as the baddest woman on the planet and she always comes out like almost in tears. So she comes out, she comes out like really looking like she's about to cry in this one because she's so happy. But it's just like, I just, I just think we should stop calling her the baddest woman on the planet until she's a heel. No, I, I, I just or, think or she she's, needs to, or she comes out mean. Like, yeah, she you know. comes out mean. That's yeah. yeah, that would fix this. If she was, a, if she was a Shayna Baszler style character, but without being horrible, because Shayna Baszler, I don't, I, Shayna Baszler is obviously horrible in part of her character because she will attack people from behind and she'll beat people down. But really, that's just like a spin out of sheer intensity, right? Mm. Like that's almost like she's so intense that this is kind of she goes too far. Rousey could just be the intense bit. And I think she would be a much more believable, baddest woman on the planet kind of character. Well, that's one of the the shame the shameful things about the PG era since two thousand and eight, mm. and that that WWE really does present itself and its baby faces as smiley characters. Mm. Whereas you look at the the Attitude era, everyone was pissed off with mm-hmm. each other all the time. Yeah. But like the, the baby faces, Rock, Austin. They're annoyed. Mm. They're never smiling. But these match graphics, even the heels are smiling. Braun Strowman's got a big goofy grin on the Super Showdown poster, which they didn't update, and they released it three months ago. But yes, uh, Ronda definitely should be mean all the time. I think you'd sell more tickets through people. And then then I thought there was a bit, and there's a bit of wasted potential in this match as well, because at the beginning they did a very small bit of setup of the idea that obviously it's, it's. rumoured that the one of the main events the main event for evolution will be Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella and there's a bit of setup at the beginning of this match where they're like no I'll start the match no I'll start the match and eventually Ronda concedes and gets out of the ring and Nikki starts the match Nikki then immediately just gets beaten down by the riot squad she then goes to make a tag and tags in Brie and the commentators put over the idea it's like oh it's because She's used to tagging in Brie because they obviously used to team a lot and like looks like she's her, her sister. She yeah. trusts her. Yeah, she just goes. She's so vain. She just goes after what looks. She's if there was a mirror there, she would have tagged the mirror mm. before Ronda Rousey. So they do all this, uh, and it kind of again they're just working the hot tag to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. Um, however, I think the Riot Squad put in a fantastic showing in this match, and they all they look like a very cohesive uh, unit. Ruby Riot is great. Liv Morgan got some. She's quite, improved a lot, quite yeah. fun, petty revenge as well. Like I enjoyed. There's a bit where uh, they've got Brie on her knees in the ring, and they tag in Liv. Liv wipes her feet on the apron, pulls a little face at Brie, steps in, and just kicks her in the head. Such Yay. a such great comeuppance. But then, yeah, Brie then grabs her by the tongue mm. in a weird choice of spot. I don't know how you 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 keep hold of a tongue. Mm. Maybe yeah. Liv Morgan's tongue is incredibly dry. Uh, the- <laughs> So yeah, and at the end they they all just celebrate together. Yeah. So R- then, Rousey yeah, and the Bellas. And I thought that like the match when it was the Riot Squad beating down Bree and Nikki was fun in the kind of like you know they they they're very good. The Riot Squad are very very good, and I yeah. like seeing the Bellas not winning. <laughs> and then the hot tag to Ronda Rousey was amazing. I thought that was that was again She's she comes she that. comes in and she judo throws everyone. She fires up. She lays in some punches. Uh, she goes for the armbar on Sarah Logan. However, Liv has posted Brie outside. Smacked her off the ring post, comes in, breaks up the armbar, and they go to do a double suplex, it looks like. However, Ronda grabs hold of their hands more tightly, and they're like, no, no. And she double judo throws them, and then she lays in a double armbar, getting them both to tap out, which I thought was... Like it's a cool way to make her mystique grow even more. I yeah. think with Ronda Rousey, yeah. and I like I like seeing her built still as this like almost unconquerable force because I can't wait to see who they get to beat her. Mm. Yeah, like what? Hopefully, when the, that person arrives, who's going to be the one to topple Ronda Rousey, it's going to be epic. So overall, a a fine match. It was yeah, a bit boring in the middle. It was it was a it was a Ronda Rousey match. It's unfortunately it's that sort of thing because they just do the same formula yeah. with her now. Like and they 
I think since she's got the title, they put her behind other people to be like, you know, it's more about when Ronda gets in the ring and she wins the match. Mm. But until the point, it's, you know, I think she'll just be in tags until the end of time now because it's keep her on, keep her on the apron. Yeah. Well, uh, next up we had easily the best thing on the show for me, which was Buddy Murphy, the hometown boy in Australia and Melbourne. So he's from Melbourne, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, taking on the cruiserweight champion Cedric Alexander and so far we'd had a WWE style show in in ring wrestling wise and it's all the same structure of the baby faces getting worked over for ages everything Mm -hmm. felt a bit too long but this match felt like you were watching 2018 wrestling and that is very slick moves very fast and loud stuff like Buddy Murphy's high knees to Cedric this massive whack. Mm. There was one moment in particular. It was just great. Uh, and Buddy was so over with the hometown crowd. Oh, yeah. Like, this it is came what out you could in have the, had with the Iconics. Came out in the Australian flag, like, got a, huge t- uh, got a huge cheer for coming in. And then basically just went straight into it. Like, it was... The bell rang and he'd yeah. already leapt in for a high knee to Cedric and rolled him up. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, <laughs> it was amazing. And then, yeah, Cedric kicks out, goes outside... Buddy does this amazing dive over the top rope, twisting. He goes, he he goes to the ramp. Like he skips that whole area outside yeah. around the ring and straight onto the ramp onto Cedric. It's very similar, the opening of this match, to Marty Skull versus Will Ospreay mm. from Fighting Spirit Unleashed the previous week, which was just Will hitting move after move after move for the first minute and a half. Uh, and then yet it's oh my god so Murphy jumps up to the top rope to do something on Alexander Alexander counters it into a Michinoku driver off the top rope it was it was like they were wrestling a different kind of wrestling to everyone else we were were saying as well like you know those top rope spots everyone else goes up there and (laughs) and it's markedly different than the next match when Braun goes to the top like to see to see how confident people like Murphy and Alexander are to do high spots to see Braun climbing up this climbing up the turnbuckle but like everyone else even people who are like do a top rope spot spend ages Mm. getting up there doing stuff these guys literally jumped up and he's like I'm just going to turn you upside down now and Murphy was like, "Cool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? That's done now. Yeah. Next move. I mean, th- this is this to me is what exciting wrestling is mm. these days. Uh, and I, I wish WWE would embrace it more because it's not just the cruiserweight guys who can do this style of match oh, no, on their so roster. So many people can. Like, yeah. yeah, like Owens, Rollins, all that ROH class can do this match. AJ Styles, yeah. build his name on doing these kinds of matches a decade ago." But, uh, yeah, just amazing sequences. Huge knee from Buddy mm. Murphy. Some excellent near falls from Alexander. A, sp- a standing Spanish fly from Alexander straight into a lumbar check onto Murphy. And I was like... Everyone was like, that's done. Yeah. yeah, it's done. And then our feed freaking broke. And we were, you know, we were on the edge of yeah, our seat yeah. as, the, as the referee's hand was coming down. Switched it to the mobile internet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, he kicked out. Yeah. I was like... Why aren't these guys showcased like this on Raw? Yeah, well, it was it's so it's so annoying that the actual the cruiserweights were on Raw back when they were told, "Don't be cruiserweights, like yeah. don't do any flips, don't do anything that shows up the other guys." And now that they're allowed to be cruiserweights and actually do all the stuff that they're really good at, they don't get to be on Raw. Like, and that would be the perfect padding for oh. this three-hour show that doesn't have enough matches in it. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, you could have the first... You do the first hour of Raw, which is the most watched hour, and you've got all your... You know, you start off with your Ambrose or your Rollins or your Roman Reigns coming out and banging on about whatever they're banging on about. Set up your match for the end of the show. Then you have, like, a pretty good match. And then you have this whole middle hour where nothing really happens. and it's The Ascension. All, yeah, happens. you have the Ascension hour. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. And in that match... Why not these guys doing yeah. like brilliant stuff? And then like you make that a weekly thing. Oh, I want to join. I'm going to tune into Raw because I know there will at least be one amazing wrestling match. Yeah. And I think, but that's what the cruiserweights used to be for WCW. It's a broken record. So Buddy Murphy hits this huge knee off of an Alexander springboard, springboard yeah. which was incredible. Hits the so Murphy's well Law, and that which is a great finisher. I love it. And he wins. The crowd go ballistic. Uh, I, so watching this, I was like, this might be a coming of age for 205 Live. Like, this was mm. its... Everything else has been on the pre-show, really, of any pay-per-views. 
and people have been watching it. And I don't always watch it. I watch the good, like, if someone says there's a great match, I'll watch it. And it's Buddy Murphy's usually in. Yeah. But I felt like this was, to the larger WWE audience of Raw and SmackDown, hey, this is what's happening. They just stole the show. Yeah, you should check these guys out. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, yeah, it's a, it's a show-stealing match. It, it was probably maybe at least the second best one that those two have done their other meeting was equally probably joint first equally as good and yeah in front of a home crowd of 70,000 people he wins the title what more perfect a moment for like the coronation of a champion could you even like imagine (laughs) apart from maybe you know having him chase it for a little bit longer but obviously it feels like realistically looking back on that match they had a while ago when Buddy Murphy's star was on the rise. Obviously, you you kind of picture in the back of your mind that these talks for this show were happening, and they just mm. said, "Ah, oh, yeah, we're gonna have to park this right now because we you're gonna want to win in Melbourne." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I they, they totally made the right call, and I mean, we were just talking after the match. Like, mm. if you now want to bring the cruiserweights onto Raw, and Alexa Bliss is injured, Bliss is you know the real life wife of Buddy Murphy, mm. like. They're, they or could be a, at least they could be oh yeah whatever they are they're together they could be a great act mm. yeah uh, then we got the shield versus the dags of war the dogs of war the so another fail for Sports oh. Illustrated yeah. they said this was going to be the main event uh, we might stop covering anything they report soon because <laughs> they haven't been right for about nine months oh, oh. Uh, but the shield uh, come out in separate parts of the crowd, which I thought it looked really cool, and it kind of had a visual bit of storytelling because this Roman and Seth have won singles titles. Yeah, and, and they come Dean's out with their by himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I, I like that as a, a Dean can even get a mask that fit. Yeah, <laughs> so they not only did he get like no, he's not got a belt, but the other guys stiffed him on the masks because their mm. ones fit slightly better, and they were like, "No, Dean, your ones you're gonna have on the <laughs> nose poking out." So this was a the, the match again after that great buddy Alexander match was back to baby faces getting worked over and it just oh, Seth was worked so over forever and then I'm like okay the the hot tags coming Dean tags in the crowd were tired there wasn't much of a, a pop at all and Dean only like had another singles match with Dolph in that mm. little moment. And then it built to another hot tag, and then they got Roman in, and it got good near the end when Braun. Like there was a great, so this great spot where it's Roman takes out Dean by accident mm. when Drew moves out the way. Roman hits Dean with a Superman punch, so Ambrose is out for a bit. Roman and Seth find themselves in the middle of the ring, and the Dogs of War surround the ring even though there's a you know an empty apron on one side it's the fourth wall mate yeah you, you just you have to just believe it's there well for once <laughs> it actually gets filled yeah i know they actually built they built the wall cuz opposite the hard cam somehow you know behind Strowman, so you kind of have to crane your neck to see it ambrose gets up on the apron and there's a moment where it looks like ambrose is siding with the dogs of war mm. and they played it perfectly like it, the, ambrose milked that facial expression uh, for for everything it's worth, and then he gets in and he dives straight onto Braun, mm. and you know, judge him by his actions was what he said on Raw, not by anything else. And he's with the Shield, and uh, and Dean picked up the win. No, nope. oh yeah, no yeah, he did. Ambrose so he uh, Braun was going to do the pounce on him, and then uh, Roman intercepts with a, sh- a spear through the barricade, and then Dean gets back in, finds his way back into the ring where Ziggler and McIntyre come at him trying to do the zigzag claymore Seth jumps in super kicks McIntyre taking him out which gives Dean the opening to do the dirty deeds and pick up the win so actually at the end of this after all yeah. the heel turn consideration stuff it seems like the reparations have been made in the shield are sticking about for a while and I love that style of storytelling to be told so succinctly through physicality mm. like you know Dean nearly turned on them no words were said no promos were mm. needed here but now you know Roman saved Dean Seth saved Dean and so yeah I, I thought that but it was too long they're going to make him a belt for next week though. that's <laughs> a, that's the true like the true sign of friendship they'll make him a little shield belt that he best can have best friend belt yeah best runner up yeah. best, 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 <laughs> best first runner up most improved <laughs> 
So then we got Daniel Bryan versus The Miz in what, you know, what was kind of billed as the, the final match. Not the final match, but this is their third encounter since the, this feud started. Yeah, the third encounter for the, since the feud started and for the biggest prize that they've been able to go after so far, which yeah. is number one contendership for AJ's title. So, you know, it, there, there were stakes here. And this felt, and you know, this was also billed above the actual match for that title. That they to, to to decide who's going to have another go came later in the show than the actual yeah. match. Stop messing up! Sma- <laughs> Stop screwing SmackDown on these pay per views. Like it's not the best of both worlds. It's just Raw and <laughs> the first hour of Smack- the first hour of SmackDown, and then it's just Raw for two hours. Yeah, and then a filler match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and this I'd- was a filler match as well. From yeah. The, you know. So what was positionally the semi-main? was actually the buffer match between mm. the, the real main events of The Shield and Taker versus Triple H. Mm. Because this went five minutes, and it wasn't a fun Brock Lesnar-Goldberg five minutes. It was, oh, it ended? We had to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It like, was like it was big, because they were playing it like they were building up to like you know it becoming a crazy, you know, trading of near falls it was you know going to be tight and then suddenly it's just a roll up and it's done yeah yeah, yeah. Brian just small packaged him to death yeah reverse the skull crushing finale and a roll up it was it really was nothing uh, AJ shown watching backstage uh, later I, I nodding think, his head like mm, yeah I know how to counter a small package I'll be <laughs> fine I just yeah this was I imagine Miz is going to do a run in in the AJ Bryan match yeah. and maybe they continue that and then maybe it just ends up being AJ versus Joe again and Bryan versus Miz again it's not it's not maybe, making me excited yeah. for stuff well i guess yeah so maybe it's it could be that and it could, you know there, there are there are fun options that can come out of this but i don't this didn't make anyone feel like oh my god like we're going to see AJ versus Daniel Bryan and that's a really big deal everyone just fell flat after the match yeah. because they're just like you know, and, and probably also this was cut for time. This Possibly. Was a, it felt like this was either cut for time because the Taker Triple H thing went on forever or it was cut because one of them was working injured. Because mm. it felt very safe. There were not a lot happened. Yeah. I, I got I got the... I, I thought it was time, uh, I reckon. But yeah, mm. that was uh, overall... I'd, I thought it was a fun show overall. It was too long and the matches were too long, but you had that... Great Murphy mm. Alexander match. I love the Taker versus Triple H stuff, and John Cena's hair. It'd be great on fast forward. This yeah. pay- a lot of this pay per view, but I, yeah, I thought it was overall very fun. I would give it a high, high, in the middle, to to like low four out of five. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think, I think the Buddy Murphy Cedric Alexander match is a five star match. However, really. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, however, it's most other well, like close it's to five, oh, like very close to five stars. Then, yeah. like you know, it's very yeah, nothing. It was... Nothing is perfect <laughs> unless it's in Japan. Yeah, it wasn't closer than usual. It was closer to Japan. Yeah, yeah just it was just a short hop away across the. Little... That added an, a quarter of a star. Uh, for yeah, me. that's yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I think that was outstanding. AJ Joe was amazing, yeah. and then everything else was settled around like the exact midpoint I think of WWE stuff mm. like some good some bad so I think probably yeah and some John Cena's hair John Cena's hair alone is worth five stars yeah well that's all we've got time for on this Saturday edition we came in for you please click the videos below to catch up with the latest Wrestle Talk awesome stuff and this button right here which will make you a Patreon because we need you to donate to help making weekly NXT reviews happen I've been Ollie Davis they're already happening to keep happening. Oh, to keep happening. Are we going yeah. to stop doing them? We passed it for the month of uh, oh, right, so this month. Stay high. But then, then everyone stopped pledging oh, because fair. Patreon, like you know, payments get declined and stuff. This has been El Fagador, Laurie Blake. <laughs> We're going to take your stuff away if you don't and pledge. <laughs> that was rambling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.